Welcome to the Lose Your Cravings podcast, taking a different approach to reducing your cravings once and for all with your host, Kisa Amaro, Certified Integrative Health Coach. Well, welcome back, my friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, and I help ambitious women manage their emotional eating without deprivation or complicated meal plans so they can show up fully in their life and their career. And today I am so excited. I have a very special guest on the podcast today, and we are talking about creating healthy habits and loving the process. So our special guest today is Abby, and she is a licensed clinical social worker and certified transformational and nutrition coach with a specialization in weight loss. Abigail is passionate about creating a safe and supportive space for people to honor their needs, own their power, and speak their truth. Her business is called Becoming You Holistic Nutrition where she provides one-on-one and group coaching focused on the three pillars of transformational nutrition, which are physical, mental, and spiritual wellness. That sounds so amazing. I, 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 sorry, I know her by Abby. Abby, do you like Abigail or Abby better? <laughs> I should have asked. Yeah, you. Abby. Yeah, a lot of people call me Abby. <laughs> Well, welcome to the podcast. We're so glad that you're here. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and how you started your health and fitness journey? Yeah, sure thing. So my name is Abby or Abigail. Um, I'm originally from New York, um, but I made my home in the Washington, uh, D.C., Maryland area for the past nine years. Um, I'm of African-American and Caribbean Haitian descent. And I'm the middle child of seven children. Uh, I have worked as a licensed clinical social worker in various areas from birth to three-year-olds, um, elementary, middle, and high school students um, in New York City, as well as in Washington, DC. Um, I've worked in child welfare and foster care agencies, uh, acute emergency care and medical hospitals, and currently, I provide mental health services to veterans, um, ranging from adults to the geriatric population. Um, gosh, I know that is that's a lot. Um, the years have flown by, though, so I don't I don't even feel that old when I say that I've worked in the mental health field for twenty years. Um, I recently graduated from the Institute of Transformational Nutrition in uh, Washington State. And um, this was, um, I'm proud to say now that I'm a certified transformational nutrition and weight loss coach. And this was after experiencing uh, my own health challenges and struggles on this journey and uh, my transformation, you know, working with the coach through nutrition, uh, movement and mindset. Um, it really ignited my passion uh, to become a nutrition coach, um, and uh, to add this um, as a specialization to my mental health practice. Awesome, awesome! I love it so much. Um, a few, a few comments, if I may. You are not old because sure. I know we're the same age. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you are not old at all. Um, you well, first of all. 
you exude so much energy and like vibrancy that you just come off as a very young and energetic and vibrant person. Um, but yes, that's a lot of years to work in, um, in one field, kind of just focusing in, you know, on the social work. Um, so that's, that's very awesome. Um, so what, or I guess, what were your biggest obstacles in getting started on your health journey? Ah, yes. So um, I was a person that did not like or enjoy walking at all, exercising. I like did not go to the gym. Um, Anything that required me to sweat before working, uh, you know, with the coach, I I wasn't interested, you know, before I started working with, um, you know, my coach. Um, So my mindset, I want to say around movement, that was a major challenge and really not understanding or believing the importance or the benefits of movement. Um, You know, I had taken, you know, great pride in the past in losing weight, you know, without exercise or movement for most of my life. So I didn't understand the powerful effects on my body until I actually started practicing you know, walking and movement every day and experiencing those benefits for myself. Um, It was uh, really during the COVID breakout, which was a super stressful time for me. And I know for everyone, um, but, you know, I was the primary caregiver for my father, um, you know, managing and navigating his care. Um, And he lived in New York at the time um, during where the epicenter broke out, you know, the COVID, um, where COVID broke out. So I really had to learn during that time how to manage my stress levels and let go and, you know, lean on, you know, my faith in God, you know, uh, to help me through. So what walking did, movement, I like to call it, um, it was really an act of self-care and it really saved me and helped me to survive that season, uh, my walks, they became my therapy, right? And it allowed me to unplug from the day. You know, I would walk, listen to music. I would just zone out. I would use that time of like walking and meditating, praying. um, And I would really just build myself stronger mentally and physically um, on my walks. Um, and of course, you know, the benefit, it also helped me release weight and, um, you know, had better digestion, uh, and build my physical endurance. So walking was definitely (laughs) the biggest obstacle that I overcame. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, I I have to comment on this is that Mm -hmm. I didn't know you before, Create My Weight. So Abby and I worked together at Create My Weight, um, which is a weight loss program. Um, and it it's really like, it's a, I say a weight loss program, but it's really about holistic ways to shift your habits and create healthy habits so that, yeah, you do lose weight or if that's your goal. Um, but um, so I, I, came to create my weight after Abby was already working with create my weight. And so I know Abby is like, she's always walking. She's always working out. She's always getting sweaty. 
And so just to hear like this transformation that you've made, that is huge. I mean, that, that, I mean, it, it shows like that you can get over those obstacles and that it is a mindset shift from going to thinking like, oh, I hate walking or I hate getting, I don't like to get sweaty or I don't like to work out. I don't like going to the gym. Um, so I think that's, that's so awesome and powerful. Um, and, and how you found your walking to help you through the pandemic, help you with getting in that movement, self-care, you're able to unplug, you're able to meditate or pray. So you used it for, yes. it wasn't like, oh, just another thing I have to do to check off my list, but it was, it was very um, productive in that sense. Yes. A lifesaver. Definitely. <laughs> Awesome. So what, what are three steps listeners can take to get started on their fitness journey? If it's may seem overwhelming or like, oh, it's not the right time, or I'll wait till summer. Or I'll wait till, you know, we always have these excuses, right? What are, what are three steps that listeners can take? Yeah. Yeah. That is a, a great um, question. And my advice is, is starting right where you are, Right. Um, I was in the middle of the pandemic. I, like I said, there was no background in, you know, uh, movement and exercise. So I just started right where I was. You know, you don't want to complicate it or overthink it. So creating a daily routine and utilizing, you know, what is already accessible to you, you know, whether it be like online, online workouts at home or maybe a class at your local community or rec center, um, the park, you know, or a gym, Um, just use what's in front of you. Use the resources, the equipment you already have. Um, Walking, right? All you need are your legs, you know, strength training. You need your own body weight, a yoga mat, maybe, Um, you know, it doesn't take much. So you have everything you need to get started. Um, and then do my other, the second one is like, you know, do what you are able to, to actually do physically and, and don't compare yourself with others, with what you are able to do. So if it's walking just around the block in your neighborhood, do it. Or if it's walking 5,000, 10,000 steps, do it. Um, if it's adding more vegetables to your mail, or if it's starting with five pound weights, just keep doing it consistently and showing up. Um, I think what's really important is it doesn't matter if you are not doing it perfectly or as much as you see other people, you know, doing it. It just matters that you are showing up for yourself and doing it each day. Um, So that that was key for me. Um, And also, you know, overall, like, know that these habits, it takes time to build, right? Um, This was over, I worked, you know, with my coach for 12 weeks. um, And that's about 90 days. So they say, you know, it takes 21 days to create a habit and 90 days to create a lifestyle. So change, it takes time, mindset takes time, you know, don't expect microwave results and get frustrated with yourself when you don't see them right away. Um, And know that those, those seemingly small wins that you do every day, like walking, eating more vegetables, um, you know, doing a workout, 
those are really the big wins because it's the small habits, you know, that lead to a healthy lifestyle. Um, and, you know, you just showing up consistently for yourself is going to be the greatest win, in my opinion. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for sharing those. Those are amazing amazing steps um, that listeners can take. And I love that you pointed out starting right where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as a te- uh, former teacher, I guess I still teach, but I was a, a, a trained in elementary education. And mm-hmm. in, in that process, you always start where the students are. You want to know what they know already and then take them from there and move them forward. And yeah. so I think it's so important with any kind of change, whatever your goal is, whether it is weight loss, fitness, just eating healthier, reducing blood markers, whatever, that you start where you are. We don't need to complicate things. We don't need to overthink them. And I love how you mentioned, um, you know, using what is already accessible to you. That is so important. We don't need to compare ourselves and be like, oh, so-and-so is has this CrossFit membership for like $250 a month, you know, like something outrageous, like I can't afford that. Or like, that's just not in my budget right now. And so I can't do it. Right. Like it doesn't have to be that way. Like use what you have already. You could use Mm -hmm. cans, you know, at home and do a, a fitness video on YouTube. Right. You could go outside and go for a walk. Um, it doesn't have to be like this really difficult, hard thing in order for you to see progress. I love, I love that. So start where you are, don't complicate, don't overthink and use what is accessible to you. Um, and I love like taking that comparison out of it as well. Like comparison is the thief of joy, right? You are on your own journey you do what works for you, not what works for somebody else. Um, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And and just reminding us too that those habits take time to build, right? Us as humans, we want that instant gratification. We want that those instant results, right? And so just reminding ourselves that change does take time. It takes time to build habits. It takes time to shift your mindset and it takes work, not necessarily that it's like super hard and difficult, but it does take, you know, being present and taking time to, you know, schedule in a walk, schedule in a workout, schedule in mindset work. Um, and lastly, I love, I love the term microwave results. (laughs) I was like juggling at that. It's so true. We want microwave results, right? We just want to like put ourselves in 30 seconds later, we come out, I don't know, whatever, 10 pounds lighter, more defined muscles or whatever we want. Right. Um, so that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, yeah. What was the missing piece that when you finally found you were able to be consistent with your health and fitness routine? Uh, the missing piece, uh, that I definitely have to say was really learning to enjoy the journey of, you know, getting into fitness and walking and nutrition. So the missing piece was finding joy, right? In walking every day, finding joy in, you know, making my own meals, 
um, 80% of my meals in my own kitchen. Um, it was important for me to, you know, see these activities as like acts of like self-love and self-care. So, um, you know, how I would nourish myself, how I feed and fuel myself, how I renew my energy. It became about that instead of viewing and treating, you know, fitness and like eating healthy as a, as a punishment, right? Just because, you know, I need to lose weight and I need to look good and I need to just get this body in shape because it's not in shape. So it was a lot about like, you know, shifting to the mindset of like self-love and self-care for my body um, and enjoying that though, right? So um, for example, like I would go on my walks and, you know, look at them as adventures, like escapes, you know, especially during COVID time and using that as a time of like exploration in nature, you know, what am I seeing? What am I breathing? Um, you know, uh, watching the people, uh, you know, enjoying the sun on my face. So uh, my walks, they really allowed me to separate from the end of the workday and all of the stress of the day. Um, I would make it more enjoyable by, you know, listening to music or, you know, a great podcast um, like this, right? Um, I would use it for a time of like meditation and prayer and just maybe even catching up with a friend on the phone, Um it was also important for me to find like a safe place to walk, right? Where I knew I would feel comfortable, where other people were walking and I would be visible um, just to make me, you know, feel like I'm not looking over my shoulder, you know, while I'm, while I'm walking. Um, so I would, I, you know, I live in DC. So I would like walk downtown into the city, um, you know, where the monuments are, there'd be about like a four mile walk there. I would just like people watch and look at all the activity around me. Um, you know, I would make walking sometimes, you know, I would go slower. Sometimes I would go faster depending on my mood, depending on the day. Um, I would like change my pace up. Um, I would also take time like at the end of my walks to like uh, have a resting spot, you know, and, you know, whether it's like a halfway point or at the end, just to like sit still and like reflect and just breathe. So um, that was super, super important. And then like with cooking, with, um, you know, preparing meals, I really, I was one before, honestly, if you knew me before, you would be like, oh my gosh, do you even have a kitchen? Do you even own a pot? Because I was that one that was like eating at restaurants all the time. Um, and, you know, I rarely made my meals at home because I really didn't think I knew how to cook. Um, I come from a family of like wonderful cooks. My mom is Haitian, uh, Caribbean, like I said. And so she makes like amazing meals. And so I always looked at cooking as like super complicated and you either have the gift or you just don't have it. And so, uh, you know, working with my coach and working to really shift my mindset about like how to just prepare quick meals that were like delicious, simple ingredients, you know, three to four ingredients and like putting that together and like it actually tasting good, you know? And so I still don't consider myself this like amazing cook, but do I now really like 
feel way more confident in the kitchen and can totally throw something together in 15 minutes and it'll be delicious. Um, so I would also, uh, because I'm a foodie, I would um, be inspired by like, you know, restaurant food. Um, and I would recreate some of those meals that I love from the restaurant or even from like my mother's cooking. And I would, um, you know, make it how I would be, the challenge would be, okay, how to make this more weight loss friendly, right? But like still tasting good. So I'd go home and do that. Um, I also learned to like with nutrition, um, I was eating a lot more vegetables. So I started getting more curious about vegetables and was like, wait a minute, I could like grow a garden. Like, and I actually started with like container gardening, which I knew nothing about, but I was researching on YouTube and I was like, okay, I only have this little space outside, you know, where I lived at the time. And I was like, I could start container gardening. So I started with that and, you know, it grew into, um, you know, joining a community garden and uh, which I'm still part of today. And I just love it. I love how gardening, um, it was, it's very educational. And then it also like connected me to my neighbors and community. Um, it was fun. It was like, it worked up a good sweat. Um, and it's also therapeutic for me. So, um, you know, all of these things, I feel like I just learned to make them enjoyable. So the focus really became more about, you know, my health um, first uh, and, you know, the weight loss, it would just follow after I, you know, would be enjoying these things I would do. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much, uh, that's, that's pretty much how I, you know, uh, was able to stay consistent and still do today, you know, with those things by enjoying what I'm doing. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. And once again, I'm kind of like chuckling <laughs> in the background because of like this, such a huge transformation that you've made. Like once again, like I see you boasting pictures of like your garden, the meals you make at home. And they're just like beautiful. They look so good. And I keep, I don't, I don't want to say bugging you, but I keep commenting like, okay, when's your cookbook coming out? Like, ah, you're so funny. So kind. One day, one day. We'll see. <laughs> like, it looks so good. Um, it, yeah. So I love that you find a way to enjoy the journey of getting into fitness, right? Finding the joy in mm. the process and that you've shifted your perspective of weight loss more towards that, uh, you know, like self-love and self-care mm. your body versus like, I just need to get thin because I need to look good or I need to hate myself until I'm thin or, you know, like that, that perspective. <laughs> right. Um, which we know doesn't work. Um, so really shifting your perspective of weight loss and looking at it as self-love and self-care and creating those habits that are showing you like creating self-love and creating self-care for you. And then, like you said, you know, focusing on those habits and then the weight loss will just come effortlessly. Um, and it sounds like you have amazing places to walk in the DC area. I, you know, like uh, just yes, being able to do. walk around the monuments. Like I, I went to DC when I was uh -huh. in middle school. That was the oh, only oh, wow. time I've been there. And it was just, it was so fascinating to me. Um, just the amount of like monuments. And I remember the Smithsonian museum. So such a yes. wonderful place. Um, 
to be able to walk around. So that's awesome. Um, (laughs) So there's a difference between getting started and staying consistent, right? Um, I know I've gotten started many times, but (laughs) staying consistent is another thing. So could you speak to that? Like really like what helps you stay with your new lifestyle when maybe you don't feel like, like it, or maybe you're not motivated to cook or walk? Yeah, yeah, this is a this is definitely a a good one and something that I think, you know, I definitely struggled with and I know um so many people do, but yeah, getting started, right? It's a great place to be. I, you know, remember feeling like motivated and inspired, um excited, um but you, you know, that wears off after a while and and that's when I know for myself it's important to get back to the root of my why. So even times when that wears off, like it might be like an interruption of life, um, something happened at work or something going on in your family or, you know, something happened to you personally. Um, And so I think that's just life that that's to just expect that that is going to happen sometimes. Um, But getting connected to my why again was super, super important for me. And I remember before I released 50 pounds um, and, you know, started working with a coach, you know, my why when I started was, you know, I just have to look good, right? I have to look good and I want to feel my best at 40 years old because I was turning 40 that year and I need to survive this COVID stress, like just get me through this time. So that was my why then. And then it turned into after I finished the program and the weight loss was off, my why changed. And it was due to, you know, basically my father transitioning at that time, which was totally unexpected and shocking, right? And so my why became, I have to just live, right? I could care less about losing another pound. I don't, I don't actually want to lose any more pounds, but I need to just live. And I need to be healthy, you know, in order to just survive my day-to-day life right now without my dad here in the world. So, um, you know, through his transition um, and experience that experiencing that grief and loss, um, you know, it was it was hard. You know, grief is um, kind of like you know a tsunami. I like to describe it that kind of pain right? And that's impacting your body, your mind, your spirit, everything. So um, I I was very grateful though, that at that time, it was actually at the end of my coaching program, because my body was at its strongest and and healthiest that it had ever been leading up to that point, um, that it would prepare me, you know, in a way, I mean, nothing can prepare you for grief, but I was grateful that I was at my healthiest at that point, um, you know, to be able to deal with everything else, because for the next four weeks after that, that's when I just, oh, I had no capacity, right, to keep moving, to keep strength training, or like even thinking about cooking my meals, or I was just lucky back then just to get out of bed, to plan a funeral, to like you know, clear out his home, you know, to deal with all the aftermath. So 
you know, I was down for those four weeks. Um, it was a very intense time after his transition, but I'm grateful I was able to get back up again, right? And start to take it one day at a time. Um, and I think it clicked in my brain. I realized, you know, I have to survive now, right? Uh, my dad lived his life. He lived a wonderful legacy. Um, he had such purpose and, you know, I could go on about him, but I realized that now I have to survive this loss from my life. And I had to ask myself, how was I going to do this? And honestly, the only way I knew how was to actually keep doing what I had been doing before that was working, right? All of those habits that I was doing to relieve my stress during the COVID time is what my body remembered after those four weeks. It remembered, um, you know, that, oh my gosh, I need to move my body. Like, wait a minute, you know? Um, and so, yeah, those walks were slower. They were, um, you know, I, it took um, time. Like I wasn't, I definitely took a break from strength training, but walking actually continued to become even more of my therapy that at that time. Um, it allowed me in experiencing the grief and loss it allowed me to actually like give myself a lot more grace, a lot more care, a lot more love, time and compassion in actually just focusing on healing myself, taking care of myself and just being able to get through each day. So um, I'm so grateful that I also at that time was able to tap into the support around me. So I, you know, as a therapist, I believe in therapy, right? So I was, I had my, I had grief therapy, right? During that time. Um, I had my fitness community. I had my spiritual community. I had my friends and family, but most importantly, I was pouring into myself and little by little, you know, I got back to moving, nourishing myself again, fueling myself again, you know, giving myself that self-love and self-care um, that kept me through the COVID time. And I'll be honest, it actually felt like I came back even stronger, you know, um, because those habits had built into a lifestyle and they keep me still going today, right? Um, because grief and loss is something that you never, you know, you'll never get over, but, you know, you just learn to cope you know, you learn to manage it. You learn to, you know, sit with those feelings and, you know, accept and make meaning and purpose, you know, from the loss and pain you experience. So, you know, I realized that, you know, walking, eating the nutritious food, fueling my body well, you know, um, sticking with my morning routine, um, putting me first, um, having a gratitude mindset, uh, my meditation and prayer time, my drinking lots of water and taking supplements and vitamins and eating more veggies, all these things help me to keep living and surviving at a point in time when I felt like I lost everything. So 
I know that was a lot and I'm not sure if I answered your question, <laughs> uh, but you know, what helps me when I don't feel like it or not motivated to do it is really just getting back to that root of why. And that is of, of my why, right? Why do I want to be healthy? Why is it important for me to move and, and live well? Um, and, you know, it's all about, you know, I want to have more energy. I want to fulfill my purpose and my dreams in life and continuing in the great legacy, you know, my dad left behind for me. So, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Abby. Um, I, I mean, I think it's, it's so important to understand that motivation fades. Like, you know, when we start something new, whatever it is, it could be a new class, a new workout, um, a new program, whatever. We're so excited at first and we have this motivation, kind of like this natural motivation, but it it definitely fades and life happens, right? So really it's so important to get back to your why and like the root of like, what is my root motivation for this. Right. And, and also recognizing that your why is going to change over your life. Like my why has changed so many times. I think mm-hmm. I, I wrote it down, like all my different whys and like probably like six or seven times it's changed. Right? And it's just because of like the phase in life that you're in and what's going on around you, where you live, maybe if you have kids or you don't have kids, you know, it's like all these it, other, other things will contribute to your why. So, um, knowing that it will change and that's totally fine. It's no worries about that. Um, and also just remembering those healthy habits, right? Like, and, and tailoring them to your needs at that time in life. Um, if you are going through something difficult, a difficult time, like how can I use walking to support me? And I, I love how you're just like, yeah, I just slowed down. Like I wasn't walking as fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I need that time to really like process my grief, like use it to your advantage. I think that's so beautiful. Um, and Abby, I, I love your social media posts. I am going to be totally honest. Um, follow her on Facebook. You'll <laughs> be so motivated. <laughs> It'll just make you happy. I'm just going to say that. Um, and you, you seem to just exude a positive vibe and like a stick to it energy. So what is your secret if you have one and how, how do you manage or approach those days when you just aren't feeling it? Like, um, I just don't feel like getting my workout in, or I just don't feel like cooking. If you have them, it doesn't seem like you do, but you probably do. Cause you are human just like all of us. Yes. <laughs> um, I know I have them. So <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So first of all, thank you so much. Um, You know, with the social media, I think uh, I just really, um, you know, I believe in the power of sharing your story, right, to inspire someone else, um, you know, who who may be struggling themselves, you know, or in the same place that I was, you Mm -hmm. know. So to me, it's like sharing is caring. And I think I've just been blessed with, you know, a community of friends and family, you know, who have poured into me so abundantly. And so I just want to give that back. Right. And um, so, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You saying there are totally days I don't feel like walking. Right. And I don't I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Days that I don't feel like walking. I am human. There are days that I don't feel like doing a strength training workout. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or preparing or eating a healthy meal, 
Um, but I'll be honest, I've really learned to manage that by, you know, giving myself, like checking in with myself, giving myself that self-love and that self-care and, you know, asking myself, you know, what's, what's really going on, Abby? Like, mm-hmm. you know, what do you really need right now in this moment? You know, um, maybe you do need to make that phone call or maybe, you know, you need to actually rest today, right? You, you've had a very stressful day. Um, so speaking again, it was about like speaking kind to myself, even when I don't feel like doing these things and really tuning into my body to know what it needs at that time and totally accepting that it's okay and it's my choice and there'll be tomorrow to to you know get back with it right or um just knowing like i think like i don't have to check the box on all of my to-do lists with fitness and nutrition to still like have a successful day like it's okay, you know, um, that, you know, I was able to, you know, do a few of those things and really accept that and, you know, rejoice in that, you know? Um, So I believe in balance, you know, and knowing that as long as the majority of the time I'm focusing on my health and wellness and making good choices for my movement and food, um, the days that I veer off and make other choices, are totally okay because overall, you know, the big picture and the majority of the time I'm choosing my health first still. And that's what really matters. So with food, I like to take the 80-20 approach where, you know, 80% of my meals are, you know, I like to prepare at home and 20% at restaurants. I still, I'm a foodie and I still love going out to eat, you know? And then uh, with movement, you know, I I like to walk. Um, I try to, you know, know, get my 10,000 steps in every day, but it's okay if it doesn't happen and I just do it the next day. Um, So all these things, it's about balance, right? It's just about balance to me. And I think that's how I'm able to like, you know, stay consistent with these habits, um, looking at the bigger picture and not just that day that I had a bad day or a bad week, you know, just getting back on track again, you know? Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I deal with it. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, I love that. Um, and I, I love, like, we have the same philosophy of just coming from this perspective of, you know, curiosity and kindness, um, Mm -hmm. towards yourself. Um, and like when you don't feel like it, you don't feel like working out or you don't feel like going out for a walk or making a meal, like really asking yourself, like what's going on? What Mm -hmm. do I really need? Right. And that I love also love, you know, checking the boxes. Like we don't need to check every single box, every Mm -hmm. single day in order to be quote unquote successful or, you know, reach your goals or, or whatnot, but really finding balance, um, with your life and tuning into your body and what your body really needs and letting go of, you know, that perfectionism and like, we don't need to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. Like, yes, (laughs) right. Mm -hmm. Um, I love it. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Abby, for all of your wonderful words of wisdom. 
Um, I know that you're going to definitely help and support listeners on the Lose Your Cravings podcast. Um, so let us know, how can we find out more about you? Yes. So um, thank you so much, first of all, for this you know opportunity to be on your podcast. Um, I love the work you do. And um, just I'm so connected with you um, in the health and wellness journey. Um, so thank you for allowing me to share my story today. And I really hope it can help someone else in some way along their own health and wellness journey. Um, so yeah, so you can find me on Facebook. My Facebook public page is called Becoming You Holistic Nutrition. And that's where I share a lot of healthy meals, my, my workouts, my walking. Um, and it's a really great community. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at uh, bilalo777. So that's A-B-I-L-A-L-O-777. That's on Instagram, um, or you can um, email me at low.abigail at gmail.com. <laughs> um, well, I will put those in the show notes. So I'll put links to your social and your um, email in the show notes. So if anybody would like to follow her, um, definitely, if you just need a little inspiration, like she is your coach to follow. Um, <laughs> she inspires me. So thank you very much for being on the podcast, Abby. Um, this is so much fun. I always love having guests on. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. This was so fun. I really, really loved my time uh, talking with you about these things. <laughs> okay. Well, we will see. I will see everybody next week. Um, so until then, have a great week. Bye, my friends.